Good Up is our space to talk about those experiences in life we didn't know we all had in common. We're the after work happy hour conversation with your best friend. The place where you bring up the hard parts of life, the ones that made you laugh, and the things that made you who you are. Because who said becoming good up wasn't a little bit uncomfortable? Stay tuned for more information about this week's episode. Hey, girl. How are you? Welcome back. I'm good. How are you? Girl, I'm good. It's nice to be back. You look good. I know we we took a little break. We um even though the funny part is like we take breaks, but the audience doesn't know because they don't, yeah y'all still getting episodes. But we took a little break. You know, me and Deidre had a lot of shit going on these past couple of weeks. Um, so we had to. My my therapist confirmed it today for me. <laughs> she was like, "Oh, Deidre, that's a lot in two weeks." I was like, "I know." Shout, yeah, shout out to the therapy though. At least you're still going. At least you are making sure that you are checking in with yourself and all that good stuff, right? Yeah, you know I don't play about that shit. (laughs) So for the last couple of weeks, for the Good Up audience that are listening every week, we have been talking about all types of shit this weekend. We've been talking about making sure that you good up in terms of your mental health. Mm -hmm. We've been talking about dick appointments, making sure your sex life good up. We've been talking about jobs. We've been talking about business. We've been talking about all kind of shit, right? Yeah, we're getting good up, good up. Like, mind, body, soul, good up. Right. So... In in talking about all of this, right, I was thinking to myself, hey, Isa, in order for people to go to therapy, to start a business, to do all of this good up stuff, they need money, okay? Yeah. You can't that do this n- shit if you broke. And none of those things are free. None. Yeah. Nothing <laughs> like, none all. of those things are free. <laughs> so I have been thinking about this episode for a long time. I've been wanting to talk about finances because, you know, we're getting older. 30 is right there. It's right there. Did it's here for me, here? girl. Exactly. It's Did here for me, girl. There? Did is basically there? your 20s with a little bit more money. Exactly. <laughs> so so the money starts to come in. We gain the big girl jobs and all kind of shit. Mm-hmm. So I have decided to bring somebody onto this episode who she, she know what she's talking about, y'all. Okay? She know what she's talking about. Okay? This girl is, is finances is, is what she knows. So, yes. without further ado, I am going to allow Nikwa to introduce herself to the Good Up audience. Welcome to the Good Up podcast. Tell us about yourself. Hey guys, what's going on? Um, it's your girl Nika. That's how I'm known on the social media streets. And I am the owner of Financially Winning, which is a personal finance platform that basically focuses on helping individuals win with their money. Like you got to be good up with your money. So that, that is what financially winning is all about. So I share tons of resources, tips and advice from all areas of finances, starting with the foundation, the fundamentals like budgeting, saving. I also share tips about investing and then the big one is paying off debt. So I touch all areas. Oh my gosh. I'm glad you're here because, hey, Isa knows, we'll be talking about it. You know, the kid is getting, you know, more like structured with the finances or whatever. It's something that me and my clients, we're all like working toward. So this yes. is excellent timing. It sounds like alignment to me. I don't know about you. Hey, Isa. 
but it sounds very necessary to me. Well, every time I get a reading with Deidre, the spirits and the ancestors and everybody else to be like, don't worry about money. Don't worry about money. And I'd be like, I broke. What do you mean? Well, I'm actually in a good place financially right now, but we're going to talk about it. So that's my first question. Let's, let's go straight out the gate. Nika, I know you, you good with money. I know that you can't, you can't have a business that talks about personal finances and teaches people how to deal with their finances if you ain't good with money. But Deidre and I are going to take turns. Deidre, I want you to be honest, honest. Are you good with money? Okay. Here's the thing. I don't th- I don't say that I'm bad at anything. So I'm going to just say that. What I will say is that I do not I like to live decadently. Okay? <laughs> I like comfort. I like nice things. Will I sacrifice my livelihood and my quality like my, you know, my my roof? Will I sacrifice my safety for nice things? No. But will I deprive myself of nice things? No, (laughs) I, I won't say that I'm bad with money because if I have a goal to save toward, I'm able to do that. Um, I'm also that girl that if the important financial needs are met and I see something that I want and I have the money, I get it. (laughs) That's how I'm going to answer the question. And that's my final answer. (laughs) I, I appreciate your honesty. (laughs) I can re- I can relate to a lot of it. I can. Okay. I really can. Okay. Um, I feel like I'm good with money now. I, w- I wouldn't say great. I'm trying mm-hmm. to discipline myself when it comes to my finances. Mm-hmm. Before 2020, though? Mm-mm, no. If I yeah. wanted it, I was buying it now. Like... <laughs> I will redecorate an entire room in my house on the same day if I feel like it. If it, if it, if I wake up and I hat up in my heart space and I'm like, you know what, this whole room needs to look different. I buy in every piece of furniture you for see the, room in one day. You like, see this setup in my office, hey Isaac? Yeah. I literally had a dream to rearrange my <laughs> office. I said, oh, okay, spirit guides, I hear y'all. I rearranged the office and then a bunch of business ideas came to me. So I was like, see. That was me following guidance and that was y'all giving me yeah. But I definitely I mean, and, didn't and do that is, whole... You know, for the people who love uh, to redecorate... you me up. Yeah, like... The, <laughs> for the people who love to redecorate, we ain't, we ain't coming for you. What we're saying is you can't do it all in one day if rent coming up tomorrow. Yeah, okay. no, don't, don't. <laughs> you have to pick. So... <laughs> I, I have learned since then, you know, I have been learning to, to choose and to tell myself no. And to tell myself, you get McDonald's money? No, you don't have McDonald's money, right? Or I get food at the house, you know, every now and then, you know, br- bring myself to that. So one, one story that stood out to me is, and Nika, you posted the article on Twitter, um, previously, you, paid off your student loans recently, which is goals. I will not go into how much I owe in student loan debt, but just know it's goals. <laughs> um, so can you tell us a bit more about that? Like, when did you decide, like, okay, I need to pay these shits off. Like, this this is getting done. And can you talk a bit more about, like, how you did it? 
Yeah, for sure. Like a lot of people saw that article or just, you know, my story on social media and they were just like, what the hell? Like that was pretty much like everybody's false reaction. And I just want to say that when I finished like grad school, because I did a graduate degree and when I finished my MBA program, I kind of wasn't really studying my student loans. I was like, I know they did, but yeah, I'll be with them when I feel like. So I kind of was like, let me deal with some other stuff first. Then the six months grace period, you know, came and then they were like, okay, you got that paying something on this stuff. So I was like, okay, bet. I told them like, put me on a repayment plan for like, you know, the minimum. So I basically got myself on the minimum payment for like the six months and then I say okay 2020 going to be the year where I really like start to tackle this because for me I know that being debt free or just getting rid of that debt because that's like the only debt that I had um like consumer debt I didn't have like credit cards car loans and things like that so for me I knew that tackling that debt would have been a pivotal move for me in my finances and my wealth building journey so I just was like, okay, it's time to get his game plan on. Let me go. Because I am big on building wealth. And I just feel that debt can definitely keep you back from your ability to build wealth. So for me, that's kind of when I was like, okay, it's time. I gave myself like that six months to pay like the little minimum. And then I said for the new year that I would tackle my student loans. So I had close to about 22 k and I just created a debt payoff plan, and then I went from there. But in pandemic, so it kind of, oh. you know, drive a little, yeah, the pandemic <laughs> drove a little wrench, you know, in my plan. So I had this idea, like, oh, when I get my tax return, I can put this money on my student loans, and February would be the time that I really start negative. Um, I did put a little bit. But then pandemic, so I was kind of like, let me hold back on really pouring all this money towards it. Let me see how this pandemic, you know, play out. I waited a couple of months and then I said, all right, it's time to go. So then around June 2020 is when I started really tackling it. And because of the forbearance with student loans, not having no payments due, no interest, because all of my student loans were federal I was like, oh, yeah, just literally handed me these things on a gold platter right now because I don't have to pay any interest and I just have to focus on whatever the balance was at mm. that time. So it was yeah. awesome for me. Yes, I love that. You know, I one of my friends, um, she told me that when she was getting unemployment for the pandemic, there was the unemployment amount plus an additional 600 per week. She used that to pay off her student loans. I was like... Yeah. I was so happy for her. I was like, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> like, I hope a lot sure. of people did that. And if not, that's cool too. But that was freaking dope. Like, yeah, I, um, I, I dream of the day. <laughs> I dream. So, you know, just, just to give Aya some perspective, I went to undergrad fully out of state um, tuition for undergrad. And then I went to a private university for grad school. So, Mm-hmm. my student loans they up there they are up mm-hmm. there and i mean eventually, penny. 
a very pretty penny. So, yeah. you know, eventually I am going to look at them at some point. <laughs> but yeah. right now, I just trying to get, you know, I'm trying to get a handle on the other finances first. <laughs> absolutely. Course, like you're de- yeah, absolutely shit. I, well, I'm a college dropout, so those student loans really burn like a, like my heart burns when I think of the amount of money that I owe for a degree that I didn't finish. <laughs> I think by the time this airs, I will be further along in the process. I am going back to school, so I feel better about that. But I'm not taking out no loans because a lot of employers here in America, one of their number one benefits is tuition assistance. So I made a specific deal with myself and that the only job I will take, like, will be a job that has that benefit. Even if I'm a barista, I don't care. As long as they have a decent tuition assistance program, that's the only employers that I'm applying with. So I'm like, you know what? I'll work full-time for myself, part-time for them, just so I could get access to their tuition assistance. That's really good though. Yeah, because I'm like- amazing. Yeah, and I'm like, I'll just use, because it's like a certain amount per year. So I'm like, I'm only going to take classes that go within their, you know, what they offer. And then, you know, on the side, pay off my little start, you know, making more. That's really smart. Yeah, because listen, you got, listen, that's the thing. A lot of people don't realize, especially corporate jobs. And since the pandemic, a lot of people have been leaving their corporate jobs. And so even me, I was like, I'm never going back to that ghetto shit again. But now I'm like, wait a minute. A corporate job will serve me more than I serve it. So hell fucking yes. So heads up to anybody who want to go back to school or something or who's never been to college and it you know makes you sad every time graduation season comes. And you because I'm not gonna lie, I'm one of those where every time graduation season comes, obviously I'm happy for the graduates, but then there's a little part of me that's a little sad that I never crossed the stage. Then there's another part of me that's like, your student loans are not nearly as high as those who completed their degree Listen, or who went to I'm, grad I'm, school am, for that matter. I am happy for the graduates every season but i'm also like stressed for them like oh my god i really hope that you did better than i did so with with that being said let me ask y'all this are your parents good with money or were they good with money growing up no 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 i feel like i had a mix like it's like my mother was one way like she was kind of like the saver but then it's like my father were more like free will so if I wanted something quick, like to pay for something, I would just be like, hi, daddy. <laughs> but then my mother, no, she always wanted like an explanation, like if she needed to give us money. So I feel like I saw like both ways, like free spending and, you know, free spirit type of way of handling money. And then I also saw like that structure of like, okay, you need to make sure, you know, you save for that rainy day type of thing. Mm-hmm. But I think it's very unique, like growing up in the Caribbean, for example, because I feel like none of that didn't even matter when I moved to the, you know, the mainland, because I didn't learn none of that shit like that, that I learned now. So yeah, the foundation there from like saving and things like that, but I didn't learn about the stock market. I didn't learn about really building wealth through the stock market, about, you know, investing and things like that. Yeah, you know, people had, like, their real estate homes. Um, they had, like, their real estate, things like that. But other than that is, like, the stock market is a completely different wall 
And I had to learn a lot about U.S. system to really be able to build wealth here. So when was it that you, like, sit on and, like, created your first budget and was like, okay, I need to get serious about my money? Is this something you've been doing since you were younger? Is budgeting something you kind of more recently start doing? Like, how old were you? Yeah, so honestly, it was it was kind of young. Um, I pretty much think that by the time I started university, I was dabbling into budgeting, but I wasn't always where... I was so like focused on really always, you know, doing the right thing, quote unquote. When I moved, man, you see Dolphin Mall in Miami, I was always through there, okay? Like I was shopping all the time. Like I knew how to get through that mall, like the back of my hand. Like I used to spend buying clothes, buying shoes a lot. Yeah, I still had my financial goals that I was still doing my thing, but Obviously, I still wasted a lot of money, you know, in the same sense. So then after a while, I would say when it was really coming down to undergrad, kind of wrapping up is when I really started to get more serious about the budgeting because I always was, you know, very well versed in the finances and things like that. I always was helping people to get their money shit together. So I had the knowledge. I knew what to do. But at the same time, I definitely got carried away when I moved. Because I was just like, wow, like malls and, you know, ordering all the time and things like that. So I feel like it's a mix. That sounds like a good amount of balance, though. Like, and I think everybody needs a little bit of that. Like, because if we're too prudent, if we have like too much structure, then we end up, to me, kind of living a kind of plain life, you know, but then if we're too free, then we end up not having anything to leave behind. So I think that healthy mix is good. You know what I mean? It, I think that duality is necessary. Um, and you know, I think, I do think that when you move to like the mainland for the first time, there is that moment or that need to kind of release. Cause I mean, come on back home, Amazon prime, we didn't have that convenience. Like, (sighs) Jeff Bezos like, have even... my ass in a chokehold, I promise yes. you. Like... <laughs> it's not a chokehold for me. I willingly hand that, that man his money. I don't care. Like, some white people don't just get my money. And Jeff Bezos is one of them. Like, you mean to tell me I don't have to leave the house and bump into these niggas and I could still get my trash bags and I could still get my, my soap? I'm doing that shit. I don't give a fuck. Like I am paying for that. Period. Like period. Judge your granny. I ain't doing it. Like give me my Amazon Prime. I don't care. I mean, obviously, I know that there's a lot of unethical shit behind the scenes, but you know what? There's unethical shit everywhere. You know, I can't. I I, I can't control everything. I I really was like looking. So when I started budgeting, and this was more recent, um, I you know kind of one of the biggest things I did when I initially set my budget was looking at all these little additional expenses I had that like wasn't necessary and wasn't important um and I remember looking at Amazon Prime and it's an annual charge like ain't to set Amazon Prime coming out of my account every month but I look at it and I was like Girl, you gotta look at that they I know, but I was like, do oh, I need to be spending 119 Yeah, do I need to be spending $119 every year on this? And then I was like, yeah. <laughs> I, yeah I just, I refuse. It. it absolutely is worth it to me. It. It's worth yeah, it. That, it is. It's worth it. 
it's funny because my 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 payment coming up just now, and I like I will be willingly handing over that one twenty to them. Hey, thank you very much. Money, you know what? Money. I do need to double check and see when our payment coming out though, because <laughs> it'll always listen. One thing about Amazon is that shit does sneak up. On it'll be so random. Year. But but it's lovely. And that was another part about budgeting. I so the main thing I think I struggled with with finances in my life is one being impulsive, feeling like oh, I get money in my account, cool, like I use it. Um, not looking at money as like bill money and why to call play play money. Everything to mm-hmm. me was play play money. I could have used it whenever I wanted. If I get a thousand dollars in my account, that's my thousand dollars. Like. <laughs> I really wasn't thinking, you know, okay, hey, Isa, this is rent. This is your car note. This is this. This is that. Yeah. Um. Really until I got my own apartment and I realized like, bitch, if you spend this $1,200, then you ain't gonna have nowhere to live. So you need to get your shit together. Um, <laughs> and then I, my next thing, well, yeah. So impulse, my next thing was separating the two. So just making sure that I like, I had those two different categories for money. Um, and just like additional, like shit you don't be spending money on that is just like, why are you spending so much money on this? Like people, I know we just, we still in a pandemic, but I gonna call myself out and I gonna call the audience out too. I don't know how much fucking money we don't spend on food in a week. Mind your business. <laughs> just stay out of it. Okay. You know what? I'm actually not the worst at it. So what happens? Y'all know I love to cook occasionally what'll happen is I'll have some seasons where I'm not in the mood to cook. And so Postmates be getting my money and Uber Eats be getting my money, but Listen. it don't happen often, but it is a lot. You know what it is? We spend more money on like the charges, the, the, the delivery fee, all that crap than the actual food. And that's what really sucks. You know like, how much bank I spend on food delivery in 2020? Yeah, we all did. I don't even want to. But to be fair, to be fair, I excuse myself because at the beginning of the pandemic, I legit was terrified to go to the grocery store. Like we didn't really know what this was. So Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, we're going to get groceries like every now and then. But like if we don't want to cook tonight, like we ordering food. It just turned out that like we didn't want to cook any of the damn night. So we would just (laughs) food all the time. Yeah, we. you know how I knew I spent too much money on food? Um, and it was, of course, during the Pandolce. I had the monthly membership with Postmates. And one night I got a text from them saying, you saved over $1,000 in delivery fees. And I was like, bitch, what? Like, if I saved 1000 how much did I spend? Like, and granted, this was when I had a full house. So Dylan's dad was still here. Diamond was here. It was mad people living in this motherfucker. So if I'm ordering food, the whole house ordering food. Everybody ordering food. But when they told me you saved over $1,000 in delivery, because of course I had the monthly membership. So because I had, it was like $10 a month. So I never had to pay the delivery fee. So that means that if I didn't have the monthly membership and I was that, the amount that I was ordering, I'm like, Deidre, like, yeah, I was 
proud to know I saved that. But then I also thought to myself, how much did you spend on food delivery if you save this much on delivery fees alone? Like, that's one oh, thing that exposed oh. my ass when I was budgeting. I was just like, okay. I have this budget out in front of me, but every month I don't come back here and my bank account don't look like this. So what is going on? Then I would go in my bank account. That fuck was a Starbucks, 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 Uber, Uber. Like, I was like, ooh, girl. Yeah, yeah to, that should be embarrassing as fuck. <laughs> to put myself on like a starbucks embargo i couldn't go there i wasn't allowed not the starbucks embargo did i have a problem oh really listen it'll be it'll be real rough but i think the one thing i always kind of assess with like clients for example when i do like one-on-one coaching is like okay i want you to show me where your money went like i had a client they made money but they couldn't tell me where almost four thousand dollars went every month, and they made money. Like their income was high, and then when we went through all of the, you know, all of the assessments and stuff, they were like, "That's where my money went." I was like, "Yeah, that's where your money went." So the, the thing with budgeting is that you could you could put in all them things. You could put in Starbucks. You could put in you know shopping. You could put in deliveries and stuff like that but it's about finding like that balance like for me i always say that your budget is basically going to show you what you value so if i look at your budget i should be able to basically see what you value on a monthly basis so if you value eating out a lot i can be seeing a lot of food you know transactions if you value travel a lot like me you always going to see travel in my budget whether i spend money towards the trip or I saving money towards the trip every month, like clockwork. So the budget is basically just that financial roadmap. That's basically what I say. And you can put whatever you want in your budget. That's the one thing. Like my budget ain't gonna look like yours. Like I am okay with like the eating out because I basically have like, you know, that kind of set schedule of like what I willing to spend on eating out. So it's not something that I really value on a regular basis, but I do value going out to eat. So I plan for those things or I put money extra in there for a little brunch, you know, a little meetup for lunch and things like that. So you have to basically start monitoring your spending habits to be able to put those things that you value and you want to spend money on in your budget. And that's where a lot of people make that mistake with budgeting because they only focus in on the bills right? But you ain't only paying bills. You're paying for food. You're paying to go out. You know, you're paying to go get your waxes. You know, that's your personal fund. So you always need to make sure that you're including money for those things that you want because then your budget going to fail. Like, if you don't put money in there for those things, your budget is basically pointless. Just throw it away, honestly. <laughs> that's good to know. I'm sitting here because I, you know, what's funny. I don't like to go out that much. I just like my creature comforts and I like having the money for miscellaneous incidentals. Like for instance, me and Dylan went to the eye doctor the other day and we were like, oh, we'll take the bus because we live in, in the city. So there's no need to have a car. So because the bus was going to take too long, we were like, we're taking an Uber, like forget this. And then sure enough, we got out of the the, the eye doctor and it was going to be like another 30 some odd minutes before our next bus. So we were like, Oh, 
we're taking an Uber. Like that's what I feel would probably be like the thing that I prioritize most on my budget, obviously outside of bills would be my incidentals. Cause I just like the comfort of if some random shit comes up, I'm able to just go replace it real quick or, you know, make myself more comfortable. <laughs> I don't, I just, no, I, I love that. I love that because like, that's what it's all about. Like, if you know, like, you like convenience, you can literally put a line item in your budget for convenience. Like, thank you. you. Know, that's like, good to, that's, that was pretty much what I was getting at. Like, what do I put on my budget for that? Because that's, I think that's the thing that I prioritize most when it comes to my finances. That's the thing that's most important to me is that freedom, that financial freedom that if I, some minor inconvenience comes up, I have the funds to make it more convenient. Like exactly. that's my priority in and life, that's, really. That's definitely like important because like for me, for example, I spend money every single month on pampering. So whether that's me okay. doing, you know, pedicures, waxes, whether that's me, you know, a massage, facial, I like to spend money on that because I like mm-hmm. to be comforted. Yeah. So, I can put money in my budget every single month to go towards those things. The misconception about budgeting is like a restrictive, like, you know, Mm. you can't pay for those fun things or you, you know, you can't eat out and things like that. Who said that? Like, I be all over the place, you know, eating, having a grand time, you know, going out, having fun. Yeah. Like, so all of those things have been implemented in my budget and that's why I succeed at budgeting and that's why I help people to succeed at budgeting because when they start to realize that they could just put whatever they want in here because it's your money like if you want to spend it on food like okay put that in there if you want to have a cleaner coming to your place every um you know month to clean to help you out put that in there yeah. So don't be afraid to curate your budget for your needs well, and what you want. Exactly. Well, hey, Isa, you know what's on my non-existent. Like my budget is in in here in my cabeza. But hey, Isa, no, I don't do laundry. Hey, Isa knows then people look calm. They don't pick up my laundry. They take it. They clean it and they bring that shit back. So that's. Like- I remember when I started doing that, I was like, oh, this is one of my monthly bills. Like, that's just bottom line. That's a priority here. Like, because the time that I would be spending doing laundry, I could be working with a client. Like, what I look like misusing my time like that. Like, you know what I mean? So I just, nah, I don't do if, that no more. If, if I hadn't already made the investment in the washing machine and the dryer, like, that would be something I would give up, honestly. But, but that's um, fair. Yeah, I like, I mean, we, we invested in that, you know, when we moved to the house that we live in now, so can't give that up, but for sure. So my goal right now, you know, I have a little bit of credit card debt, like I still paying off my car, my car is, you know, scheduled to be paid off within the next year. So my goal right now is getting to the point where I pay off like things that I have bills for every month so that I could use that bill money towards other things. And I promise y'all, the cleaning lady coming. I don't want nobody talking shit when they find out, hey, I have a cleaning lady. I love to clean, but I live in a rather large house, okay? So I used to love to clean when I was cleaning an apartment and it felt like I could do it by myself. I cannot clean this house by myself. So if the money becomes available, guess what? 
I calling somebody to come clean this fucking house. Because I'm going to interrupt you real quick. Not know if the money comes available. When the money it, comes available. It will become available. Period. When the money it, becomes it available. Will. We're being but impeccable I, with our words over here. Because we too good up for that kind of <laughs> limiting... Uh, them kind of limiting language okay <laughs> when yeah. the money becomes so, available so i gonna i gonna be real though the reason i said if is because by the time i pay off my car i don't know if if joe gonna keep postponing the student loan interest okay so when them oh. loans kick in i gonna have to choose are you paying these loans or are you paying for this cleaning lady what's more important to your happiness what brings That's you more joy true. But you know what? While the cleaning lady that. cleaning, while the cleaning lady cleaning, you can make more earrings, and the earrings could pay your student loans. Definitely, yes, we're maximizing but... our time over here. You know, it's, I'm glad you brought that up because that's why I'm so like adamant about making sure that I have my finances in order because Dylan's my only child, and he's most likely going to be my only child. And I don't want him as an adult to have to clean up my financial mess. I don't even want him to have to move me in with him or whatever family he may or may not have. Put my ass in a fine nursing home where they take excellent care of us and come visit me twice a week. And I'm gonna pay for it. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want for Dylan to have a burden like that. And it's, I don't think our parents thought enough. Not, I can't speak for everybody's parents. I don't think our parents thought enough about that. Granted, they were in survival mode, so they obviously deserve some level of grace. We'll be talking about that a lot. Like, yo, we have to build this wealth. Like, our parents gave us this. Like, they probably did give us a good foundation. Like, you know, I could say, at least for me, I had a good financial, you know, foundation from my parents. But I trying to build on that. Like, my mother always remind me, like, yeah, I have. I had shit together that Aya had Aya shit together so that by the time Aya older, Aya could do even better than what we were able to provide mm-hmm. and the foundation and the solid foundation financially that, you know, my parents were able to provide. So for me, it's like my parents always like, you need to outdo us, you know, yes. you need to outdo what we were able to do. So, yeah, we set y'all up good, but you need to basically be better. So I always had that in my mind that like, okay, like my mother was able to do this. My father was able to do this or whatever. I need to make sure that I preparing myself to do even better. If I have any children or if just for me, like even if I don't have any children or whatever, I still have to build wealth for myself. I still Mm -hmm. trying to get to that point where I don't have to walk till like 65 plus, Mm. you know, trying to collect social security I can have my investments. My investments going to be paying me and I can be like chilling, like all, you know, I will say what really motivated me to like get my shit together financially was my relationship because it was starting to become a problem. Not like, you know, hey, I was throwing bills out the window type of problem, but just like my husband (laughs) was trying to solution. My husband would try to go empty my mailbox. (laughs) Yeah, like he he would try to give me, you know, advice of like, hey, like, I think you should do this. So we need to start saving. And in his mind, like he was very much like your parents. Like he he had this vision for like, eventually I want to get a house. Like I want to make sure that if something happened to either one of us, we have money put aside. Like he was very much thinking ahead. And I was very much thinking right now when it came to finances. I also, because I was raised by this like single mother, independent, you know, she was a survivor, like, 
I didn't want nobody telling me shit about my money. Like, I was very yeah. sensitive about it. Um, so what I will say, if you're listening to this episode and you just like, man, I could do whatever I want, please know that eventually, like, if you are not good with money and you planning on dating, it's going to become a problem in your relationship. Like, especially if you are good with money and your partner is not. Even if you and your partner both bad with money, y'all not going to be happy with each other when both are you broke. It's just not going to happen. Hello? It's not going to work. It's struggle not. Struggle love is not cute, especially when you're broke. Like... I love that that you bring up like the dynamics of like how finances can affect relationships, especially when you kind of make that next step to maybe live with that person or even like get married, right? Like that's a whole other level. Like you probably could keep it away like to yourself if like you separate, right? But like when you maybe start like living together or you planning to get married and stuff like that, that could really bring out like a lot. Even, mm-hmm. you know, even if you don't live with a person, you could catch on and kind of see how they kind of spending their money. But then when you really like in that person's space, like, and you seeing like, okay, are ah, you going to pay bills together? And are ah, you trying to really achieve like, uh, you know, one set goal? Like, let's just say, Hey, I like, if you were saving for your wedding, right? Like that's, that's a, that's a set goal for the two people. So they can really be like, okay, like you ain't got your money shit together and we got a wedding to pay for and this shit expensive. So that will really cause like issues. And that's why I always recommend people to talk to their partners about money. But the one thing though, is not just talk about money just for talking about its sake. Really understand that person money habits and their money environment because a lot of people ain't grow up, you know, really knowing about money and really understanding money. Mm-hmm. Sometimes experience is your best teacher. So you probably learn things where you went to college or after college, your first job, probably your fifth job. Who knows? You know, you're probably still trying to figure out shit. But that don't mean that you and your partner, for example, had the same experience. Like, they probably could have come from a background where they had everything, you know, laid out to them. Like, this is how you budget, you know, has, you know, an investment account. You know, you don't have no, they didn't give any, give them any debt, you know, their parents, stuff like that. Some people turn 18 and they already have debt because of their parents, you know, yeah. de- decisions. So I think it's very important to talk to your partner about their kind of like their money history, basically, because you're going to realize a lot about people when you go back to how they grew up and how they saw money. Um, Because a lot of people, too, from their childhood, they maybe grew, grew up not really seeing money as like this tool, right? It's either like, it's either it was, scarce or it was abundant or maybe a little in between not everybody has you know way on the ends you know of good bad quote-unquote good bad but a lot of people ain't see like those positive um you know money things going on in their household they really had those conversations so it's like yeah you gotta understand where your partner coming from before you even dive into just like 
well, this is how it's supposed to go. Like, you got to understand how I see money before you start talking to me about what you feel, you know, is the right way to talk about money. Yep. And so let me ask you this. Does whether or not a person have like a significant amount of debt, like let's say you single and you met somebody and you really like them and then you find out like they have hundreds of thousands of dollars in debt or just like really significant debt, right? Not even student loans because student loans we know could go into, you know, triple digits really easy, like further up, whatever. But let's say this person had like $50,000 in credit card debt. Would that affect I guess your attraction to that person or whether or not you date that person. <laughs> you know, <laughs> oh my God. Deidre said, well. <laughs> so here's the thing. I think the only way it could be affect that could affect, oh my God. If the person is actually, wow, that's a lot of debt. My God. <sighs> honestly that's a lot like see this is the question though right when does that come up how do you like when because let's say and that's the thing that's why it's so frustrating how taboo discussions about money is is because let's say you meet somebody right y'all hit it off y'all been dating for a minute Y'all decide to make it serious at what point do you start having those money conversations do you wait until you're like you know what I want to be your forever person. Is that right, when you right. ask? Because then can no, you can't just no. like ask somebody you just meet like, hey, by the way, are you in debt? Like, are you fifty? Are you fifty thousand dollars in debt? Because that's a no for me. Like, how does that go? You know what I mean? Um, you know what? I will share with you guys, and I think this was just because there was this guy that I talked to for a very brief period. We talked about our financial situations very early on. It was like, and it just felt, it was very comforting to have that conversation because he grew up much different than us, to say the least. <laughs> you know what I mean? He grew up with a mom who was some kind of fancy doctor who overindulged her children. So he was like, you know, he's new to the whole adulting thing, even though he's like a fresh 30, something like 31, 32. He's like, this is new for me because his mom always kind of took care of everything. So we, and I was like, listen, I'll teach you everything you need to know about adulting because I don't want to be independent no more. And we, that's literally, but then we talked about like our credit scores because he's like listen all i know is my credit score is this and it was a very high number at my dad it was caucasian credit and he's very black <laughs> and it's mostly because his mom had him with an american express since he was young and he knew this was the emergency regardless it was kind of nice to have that conversation with somebody that i wasn't in a committed relationship to you know what i mean so i do hope that those discussions become less and less taboo especially in our community because so what happens now right you got this new person that you've been involved with let's say y'all been dating like a year y'all finally start talking about money and then you find out this motherfucker is a hundred thousand dollars in debt and you like don't want to part to that then what they're gonna say you you a gold digger they're gonna say oh you leaving when things get hard that's scary like i just need to know how what happened because <laughs> let, let's be real most americans let me let me pull up the stats right because i don't want people to think that i'm like shaming people for being in debt like absolutely not so yeah. i i was looking up stats today just to make sure we know who the fuck we talking about um but yeah so around 40 percent of americans have less than 300 dollars in their savings account right now um 
44% of Americans expect their finances to improve more or less in 2021. The pandemic was a big deal in terms of people's finances, but only 30% of Americans have a long-term financial plan, which means most people aren't thinking long-term, right? Yeah. Um, most people are living paycheck to paycheck. A lot of people are living paycheck to paycheck to the point where if a major medical incident happens, an accident, something where that requires you to shell out a large amount of money, you know, really fast, like they're going to be in a really dire financial situation. Um, mm-hmm. so it would be hard for me to be like, Oh, if you in this much debt, I can't date you. But at the same time, it, for me, although I'm married, I will say him being a person who I knew was good with finances did affect our relationship and how I viewed him because I knew that I wasn't horrible with money, but I knew that I could not be with somebody who was like completely irresponsible with money just mm-hmm. because I've seen what that does to relationships, right? So yeah. if you 50 plus thousand dollars in credit card debt, I need to know what the fuck you been buying and why you ain't yeah. been paying your credit card off. Like, I, I'm sorry. I just need to know because yeah. what if you're this impulsive or you're this irresponsible? We dating and next thing you know, I expecting half of the rent from you and you and went just... and buy a fucking TV like with a ring. <laughs> Bruh, like, and that's a real thing that goes on. Bingo. Like, you know, it's so funny. I mean, obviously things are like layered, right? So I think obviously that would depend on the individual. You know what I mean? If this, like, I don't even know. Do we consider hospital like medical expenses when we consider debt? Yeah. Because it, yeah, cause a, if, like, a lot of people, yeah, I was going to say medical debt is due like, as soon as you you leave like yeah, but that's, that's what I'm saying. If, like if somebody <laughs> that I'm dating is seriously in debt and majority of it is because of a medical expense, I'm not going to let I'm not going to hold that against them. You yeah, know what I mean? Absolutely not. If it's like medical expenses or um student loans, then no. But like you said, hey, Isaac, credit card debt, I'm going to be like, "What?" Um but I think for me, if the person was actively paying it off or had a serious plan that they were actually actioning, then I would be like, fine, you know, let's, you know, make it pop. Because it's not like I'm not in debt. You know what I mean? I'm not going to act like I'm over here with like no debt. And I'm going to be like, no, I ain't taking no debt having motherfucker. I'm not going to be that person. But I'm also like, it depends on how they're handling that debt. You know what I mean? Um, I recently learned that adults who have ADHD tend to make really bad financial decisions if they're not properly treated. So that's something to consider as well. Like, fuck, what if it's somebody who recently learned that they have ADHD and now they're working their way from the, 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 you know, the pits that they've dug for themselves. There's that level of impulsiveness there with people who who have ADHD. Um, Yeah, I love that. Yeah. And, and just to say this, like, this is a really, really layered, complicated conversation because yes, of course, all of us have this capability of creating a budget. All of us have this capability of kind of stepping back and being like, okay, what the fuck are you doing with your money? You might be spending a little bit too much on this. You need to find balance. But in all fairness, this money conversation also comes down to the state of the country that we live in. And the reality is, as much as we do right by our finances, like this country is not 
moving the way it's supposed to be moving in terms of like yeah. livable wages versus the cost of living. Like absolutely, I make absolutely. more money now than I ever have in my life. And even making more money now than I ever have, I still feel like, okay, but I could make more because like, damn, like I just pay rent, yeah. dude. Like what? Like what so, gives? Yeah. yeah I, I still don't feel like I'm financially comfortable despite the fact that I live in a, a two income household. He makes good money. I make good money. Like there's still room because the fact that a cost of living is so high and it keeps going up. So imagine that. Like I know people who make a fraction of what my husband and I make a year. And imagine they have to pay the same kind of rent that I have to pay. So that's constantly on my mind when I talk about budgeting and money is just like, that's a reality for so many people. Like, sure, I could budget, but why if I don't even have the money to like decide between bills and other shit in the first place? And you know, some people don't, because I remember when you were asking, like, how do you approach that with somebody that you love? I remember there was this guy that I dated for a very brief period and he kept trying and he was older because, you know, I have my history with dating these older men. He kept bringing up these conversations about me, like, you know, having a 401k and kept trying to encourage me to make certain financial moves, which I'm so grateful for. But at the time that I was in my life, it was not feasible. Like, Dylan was in preschool and preschool in the tri-state area is more than some people's rent. Like preschool is easily like he was, I was paying $1,300 a month for preschool alone. So I was like, sir, I literally don't have money to save. Like as much, and he's like, well, I'm just trying to help. And then I'm like, I know you're trying to help and I know you mean well, but this conversation, like the information, like it's low key moot because I don't have any way to action this. Like the money, like my, I work to pay for daycare. <laughs> like, so yeah. I think that's the thing. Like, that's the frustrating thing is because we even live in a country where it's not even feasible for people to save and budget. And yeah. like a lot of people in this country are in survival mode. And that shit is like bananas to me. Like, yeah, I, my boss, um, she, so every time she gets like an increase in pay, she goes back to her retirement plan and she ups the percentage of retirement that's supposed to come out of her pay. And I remember she had, like, I had just gotten a raise and then she was like, Hey, I don't, you know, I don't like to bring up people's finances at work, but she kind of sees me as like a, a, a surrogate daughter kind of. So she was like, I just want to make a suggestion that you go into your retirement plan now that you've gotten a significant raise and you up the percentage of retirement. So in my head, I was like, fuck, man, like my pay just went up. Now you want me to take a bigger percentage out of my check? Like I was so mm-hmm. mad. And for me, it was just like every time I get like a bigger source of income, more money got to come out of the income. But sometimes yeah. it's like thinking about, okay, this will benefit me in the end and, you know, all that stuff. But for some people, like the choice isn't that, it's not that simple. It's like, right. I either got to pay my bills, I got to eat, or I got to survive. So what I want to ask you um, is in terms of your clients, have you had people, you know, come to you with scenarios like that? Like they have a really limited amount of money to work with. And what type of advice did you give them in that situation? Yep. Um, I have definitely had clients that literally they just have pretty much to pay their bills. They have a little, little, slight little wiggle room. And I think the one thing and I'm not really into like hustle culture, like, you know, everything like, okay, go make more money. But to be honest, like sometimes for a, a short period of time or a temporary period of time, 
sometimes you do have to come up with some type of way to earn additional income. Um, the reason I say that is because sometimes just earning that additional income for that short period of time could really propel you to, you know, maybe get a better handle on getting maybe the credit card debt paid off and some of those more high interest debt. Me worrying about student loans and them kind of thing. I'm talking about like credit cards. The reason is because credit cards is basically one of the highest debt you can think of. Like, why is a credit card, you know, 22%, you know, interest? You know, these yeah. are things that are eating into people's money. And the one thing I do try to focus on is at the end of the day, you need to make sure that your basics is always covered. That's the one thing I always focus with my clients. I ain't worried about you, you know, saving and, you know, investing and doing any of that shit. If you can't cover the roof over your head, right? Mm. So the one thing I focus on is make sure your housing covered. You you could put, you know, food on the table because you got to eat. You have reliable transportation. So whether that's paying for your bus or paying for your car note, you need to have that and to put gas in your car. And then, you know, as I said, food, housing, your utilities, things like that. That's number one priority every single time. I've had clients where they maybe only had like $200, you know, left over, like after they paid bills or like $150. After they paid bills and, you know, maybe a little, you know, miscellaneous, you know, spending. Because I personally feel you have to find, even if it's like $20 to yourself every month, whether regardless of your income, you should definitely take just that little $10, $20. That could just, knowing that you just have that little money, it may be little, but knowing that you dedicate that money to yourself, it could definitely change a lot with how you approach finances because it's all in the mind in terms of how people feel about money, right? So lots of people think that all uh, this money, like I just paying bills, like I just walk in to pay bills. So just setting aside that small little money towards yourself every single, you know, month is it makes a big difference because I even had a client that you know, they were low income, but I literally told them, like, try to just see if you could take that little $25. That could be, like, your little pedicure every month or, you know, a little manicure, something like that, whatever you like, like a little extra, you know, food that you like to eat for the month. And that changed her perspective, like, completely. Now she is trying to, you know, increase her income and, and do those things as well. But those little small steps, like, just putting a little bit of money just for yourself can definitely help you a lot in terms of how you feel about money and not making not making you feel that it's all about these damn bills because it can definitely get overwhelming when you do have a tight income. And I understand that. Ain't everybody have that extra money, right? But I think a lot of times too, we need to also be honest with ourselves because a lot of people use the, I don't live paycheck to paycheck. But it's not really true, right? Because if I look into what you're spending on, that's not paycheck to paycheck. You're actually not really struggling. You just don't have a hold of your money. And that's okay, right? You need to you learn and, and, you know, get a better handle of your money. But I always tell people, don't put yourself into that struggle mindset when you're not really struggling, per se. 
mm-hmm. because it has people who for sure live in paycheck to paycheck, right? Yeah. Who for sure got to decide like, what I going to eat today? Mm-hmm. Like, I about to just make this, you know, this meal stretch and stuff like that. So I always tell people there's definitely privilege in having that disposable income. So never take it for granted because I have seen people with little do a lot, you know, yeah. with just keeping themselves afloat. And I mean, even if it's $50 that they have extra, they would, you know, put towards their savings. They would, you know, put it towards something that they deem important for their financial success. So don't underestimate as well having a smaller income to work with because yeah you might not be able to drop five hundred dollars every month in a savings account or to invest or pay off debt but at fifty dollars that you have it's going to add up for sure yeah I love it. I love it. Well, we are right at our, like, that was literally perfect. You end right was supposed to end. <laughs> um, but thank you so much for joining us for this episode. Um, I really been wanting to do it because we have been all about being good up in, in all facets of life this season. Yeah, this is definitely one of those conversations that people have to have. I know we don't like to talk about money. I know we don't like to talk about discipline ourselves when it comes to money, but eventually we don't have to talk about it. Okay. So mm-hmm. audience, if you enjoyed this conversation, you can find our lovely guests at financially winning on instagram to yes. learn even more she talks all about it on her instagram page the good up podcast is following her personal well her travel page is traveling with n-i-q-u-a so make sure you also follow her on instagram that's really where i was introduced to you was seeing all of your travels so to see you teaching people how to balance both is really awesome. Um, but aside from that, is there anything else that you want to share with the audience? Anything that you are working on right now that you would like them to know about? Sure. I think the one thing is definitely, as um, hey, I just said, check me out on Instagram. I share a lot of information like every single day. And September is the month to do my 30-day finance series, Be Financially Well. So every single day in September, I am posting about some type of finance content. So some type of tip showing you just little clips, you know, with like reels and things like that about like budgets and, you know, little nuggets about investing and saving and paying off debt. So definitely, you know, check out, of course, whenever this airs, the information will still be there on my page. (laughs) And then I would also say to visit my website. Um, it's it's financially winning. So ITS financiallywinning.com. There's a free money toolkit on there that you guys can, you know, download. It has like a budget template in there, an expense tracker, you know, just some templates for you to write down like your money goals and your target savings and all those different things. So it's a free tool that you can download from my website just to get you started with getting your money shit together and being good up with your money. Hey, hey, you're shit. You heard it here first. Get your money shit together, okay? And that's on period. All right. <laughs> All right. <laughs> 
<laughs> Deidre, you know, I, I don't even have to say, you know what? You got to say it. Tell bye. the people, um, bye. <laughs> Good Up is hosted and produced by Deidre Ritter and Hey Isaac Quinones Ivory and is a proud member of the Kicking It family. Find us on all social media platforms at Good Up Pod. Use hashtag Good Up Tuesday to continue the conversation and get access to exclusive bonus content at patreon.com slash goodup podcast.